Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Well, this is a special episode. We're going to learn about an emotional healing modality that will affect your ability to change. And I'm also going to be a guinea pig for it live on this podcast, and you can do it as well along with me. My guest, Wendy Yellen, is one of the international top three transformational experts in her field. And she's also a best selling author, a former psychotherapist. She had a thriving practice in Houston, Texas, and moved on to working with eidetics. Eidetics merges ancient Greek knowledge about the images within ourselves with 21st century science of neuroplasticity, which is the ability to create new neural pathways and make changes in your life. So I'm going to be getting some of this methodology done to me. I'm going to be doing that. It's about a half hour in. You can do it along with me and Wendy. I suggest that you do not drive during that portion of the podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Goth Tours. Hi, this is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost, and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, my guest is Wendy Yellen. Hi, Wendy. Hey there, Dawn. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure. So, Wendy, you are an eidetics practitioner, and we'll get into what that is in a minute, I wanted to ask about your previous career. You were a psychotherapist in Houston and you had a private practice? Yes, I actually, I've been trained in traditional and many non-traditional therapies and modalities. And I had a 100% full, 100% waiting list, 100% referral practice in Houston years ago. And despite all of the success that my clients were having, I felt if this was as much change as people could muster, mm-hmm. I just wasn't interested in doing it anymore. It was too superficial, both for me as a client and even though my clients loved it and kept referring their friends and family, I, I just didn't want to do it anymore. It just It wasn't enough change for me. And the work that we're going to experience today is the work that I rediscovered 20 years after I first heard of it. And when I rediscovered it, I thought, okay, this is the kind of change that is possible. And so I wanted to jump right back in and work with people. And now I work with eidetics exclusively because of that. Okay. That's great. And so what is eidetics? Yeah. So part of the reason that we're going to do an experience is it's really impossible to grasp with Mm -hmm. the rational conscious mind. However, 
I'll do my best to explain it. And then you'll understand and people will understand much more after the experience. Okay. So eidetics comes from an ancient Greek word, eidos. And the ancient Greeks understood, they didn't use it as a therapy, but they understood the power of these images that are inside of us. They're not visualizations or something else, but the ancient Greeks thought they were so important and so wise that they called them gifts from the gods. And eidetic images, we all have thousands of them, unique ones, unique to each of us running around in our minds and bodies. They're formed at important junctures in our life. So for example, definitely a traumatic moment, whether it's as a child or a car accident or some kind of abuse or something less dramatic, but nevertheless still very powerful. So for example, if we have a parent who was distant or absent or perhaps had a early loss or early trauma themselves and they really couldn't connect with us. So as a child, repeatedly, we saw them distant, preoccupied, not really able to see us. And so the child forms a sense of self that has a feeling of, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Why can't I be good enough to make my mother smile? Why is she always depressed? It must be me. Those kinds of feelings. So an eidetic image is formed at important times, and it contains the image itself, many feelings, and layers of meaning. But unlike most processes these days, we're not interested at all, really, or hardly at all, in the meanings. Because the change process that my private clients and my mastermind clients experience with this process, the change agent is actually what happens as you watch your image without controlling it. Because the images themselves, they contain the difficult moments, but underneath that is the real us, the us that had the potentials that got shut away because of our history. We all have our history and our parents had their history. They did the best they could, but they, in raising us, we were perhaps a round peg in their square hole. And so we kind of had to make ourselves fit into the world that they were providing. In doing that though, we lose contact with some of our resources, like let's say maybe our natural eagerness or natural enthusiasm, or love of life, or confidence, as that wears away at us, that becomes who we feel in the world. But the images hold the true self, the resourceful self, the potential of the self that got crusted over by our history. And that's the part of us that starts to come through organically as we spend time with our eidetic images. And on your bio that I read, it said it's based on a science and the science is neuroplasticity. I'm assuming that's that your neurons can change or I'm not exactly sure what that is, but maybe for our listeners, maybe you can describe in lay terms what neuroplasticity is. Yeah. So it used to be believed back in the 1960s, it used to be believed that once we lost the ability to do something, no, wait, I have to say, I'm not a scientist. No, this is my fine. understanding of it. And it's probably a very lay person's description. Okay. So we didn't really understand scientifically that we could change, that we can have new pathways or reopen old pathways in our brain that we'd lost. But since that time, we've discovered absolutely we can do that and in all kinds of levels. But this level, on the psychological, transformational, personal level, what that means is that let's say you're very anxious or let's say you have a lot of fear and let's say you're running your own business and you need to running your own business. Well, definitely shake your tree. <laughs> no question. Sure. Because what, yeah. <laughs> right? Because you keep meeting yourself in the road. You're going to keep finding the obstacles in yourself to taking your business to the next level. Same with relationships. So when you encounter 
those difficulties, what we tend to do is we tend to keep going down the same road. So I'll try harder or I'll push myself more or I really don't want to do this, so I'm going to go and drown myself in electronics or whatever it is. That's the pathway that's in our brain that becomes very deep. And it's like tying your shoe. You kind of have to go down that pathway because it's the easiest way out. And if you tried to tie your shoelace in in the opposite way, you'd really have trouble with it. So we have these pathways in our brains, these boulevards, if you will, where we go down, the anxious one, the fear one, nobody likes me, I'm not enough, whatever our personal mantra is. And then the brain, though, has a plasticity to it. And if we are able and when we're able to start to actually experience, not think, but experience ourselves differently, then that becomes a road that we can then go down more and more easily. It's like clearing the brambles and the twigs and the branches off of a pathway. The pathway is there, but it's covered up. So the neuroplasticity gives us access to a broader, bigger, more confident part of ourselves that is still there. It's naturally there. It's just that we've been going on that other fork for a really long time. Okay. And that makes sense. So with Eidetics, are you able to tap into that, the ability to change, our brain's ability to change? Absolutely. And on every level. So again, as I told you the story of closing my insanely easily successful practice until I rediscovered eidetics, like what's real change, Dawn? Like what is real change? To me, real change is visible on our face. It's visible in the way we walk. It's visible in our eyes. It's visible and you can feel it in someone's energy. When someone's really different, it's obvious. And it's not because they're putting on different makeup, right? It's actually coming from the inside. It has to be visible. It has to be palpable or it's not real. It's just thinking. So let me let me just say something about this because... This is so rampant in our society. What often happens with change these days is people think they should act or feel a different way. And they try to make themselves act or feel a different way. Or let's say, forgive their parents or not be afraid or something like that, where it's really like kind of an effort of will. And then more often than not, that fails because there's a lot, more going on than just a thought that has to be replaced by another thought. If it works, great. But for the really deep stuff, usually that fails. And so when we are trying to change through our minds, it's a very minimal intervention. The conscious brain, the rational brain was not set up for that. But we do have a part of our consciousness, what we call the eidetic consciousness, that has the gems, that has the jewels, that has the treasure chest below the obstacle. So the obstacles actually literally are covering over the place that the person most needs access to. Does that make sense? It does. It definitely does. And so how can eidetics help someone if they want to make a change in their life. And there, there, a lot of people hold themselves back. So this can help them harness their own power to change. Yeah. Let me, I wanted to add what you just reminded me. I wanted to add one piece to what I just said. Part of the problem is that when we try to make ourselves behave a certain way and we can't, then we start to blame ourselves. Yes. We get mad at ourselves because we didn't change. And then that just adds to it. Mm-hmm. So definitely during the experiential part today, we'll get a really good answer, I hope, to your question. But let me give you some examples. So there's no point in doing transformational work unless you actually transform, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm working with, uh, this past weekend, my heart plus spirit equals breakthroughs mastermind was here in Santa Fe. And I worked with everyone for three days. And during that time, there's a woman who's 
you know, 50s, 60s. And she experienced in herself a sense of security and trust, like palpable, authentic, real sense of security and trust that she said she couldn't hardly describe it because she was completely unfamiliar with it. She had never felt it in her life. Wow. Now that came because she was willing to move out of her head. And boy, she wanted to stay in her head. She really did. Her head is really good. (laughs) She has a very smart mind. She wanted to stay in her head and she wanted to kind of stay with her rational thinking. But the problem was her rational thinking was strangling her because it just kept going in vicious circles. Well, this is what happened and this is how I felt and this is how I'm behaving and I really didn't like what happened and I can't change, basically. Basically, that paraphrasing, it's not really the full picture, but it's enough for right now. And so by being in the experience of something that was far deeper in her, not by trying to force herself to feel something, but actually being in the experience of what her images were giving her, it was shifting that neural pathway, if you will. It was shifting her to experience what we all have when we come in. It's organic. It's natural. That's the nature of life. That's nature with a capital N. But history changes that or history covers it up. So she was able to experience that part of herself. But so what, right? So you have an experience of that part of yourself for her, a first timer, and in 50, 60 years. And then what? So then do you try to hold on to the feeling? That's what most people try to do. They have a feeling and they really like it and they don't want it to go away. So they try to hold on to it. But we don't work that way. Right. I don't know if you know the singer Bonnie Raitt. Yes. Okay. So she has this song. She says, you can't make your heart feel something it won't. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It is. She's talking about love and you know you can't do it with love. No. Right? But that's what we try to do. And what I've learned from my dadics is that I don't have to force myself. I don't have to put a sticky note on my computer telling me to remember to go with the flow or to love my husband more or anything. I don't have to do that Mm -hmm. because it's in there. I just have to stop stopping it coming through, which is what we all do. We destroy what matters most. Exactly. So do you want to do the demonstration now or I can ask a few more questions? Whatever you think is easier so listeners will understand it more. Oh yeah, definitely. I think we should do the experience and then all the questions, the important questions can come from there again too. Yeah. Let me set it up a little bit for you, Dawn, and for everyone. So first, Dawn, for you and then everyone listening, to come up with something that you would like to experience a shift in or a breakthrough in, or at least to understand more palpably, more viscerally, what you're doing to get in your own way. Because those are the two possibilities on this podcast, a breakthrough or a palpable, real experience of how you're stopping yourself. And Dawn, when you have yours, let me know what it is, please. Okay. Yes. I'm highly suggesting you do something that would mean something for you. It doesn't have to be overly intimate or personal. Yeah. For me, just getting to a point, I have a side business that I'm doing to be able to have the confidence to go out there, you know, put myself out there more, to put myself out there and, and sell it. I'm not much of a salesperson and I'm actually quite introverted. So it's not easy for me. I'm comfortable with people and I love people, but just getting myself out there. All right. That's a really good one to work with today. Let me see if I want to understand that just a little bit better. So what does happen when you it's time to put yourself out there? What happens instead? Well, it depends. Some days if it's a networking event, sometimes I'll go and it's fine, but sometimes I'll, I'll think there'll be an excuse. Or if I have a stomach pain, I'll think, well, I can't go or I'll have some other excuse. I have to do something around the house or my kids need something, which is true. You know, oftentimes it is that, but sometimes I won't or I'll get fearful. 
getting past that fear. Like nobody can really stop you, I guess, but you can stop yourself. All right. Okay. That's plenty to work with. That's great. And a, a really important aspect of your life, obviously. Yes. So for those of you who are listening and for Dawn, for yes. you too, you can do this with your eyes open or closed. Obviously, if you're driving, not with your eyes closed. And I actually suggest <laughs> that you listen to the experiential part, not driving, because you'll get so much more. So I'm going to work with you, Dawn, and then later what I'm going to do is show people how they can get a deeper experience for themselves personally. Now, there are a couple things about working with the image the way we're about to do that I want to make sure you and everyone understand. So number one, the conscious mind, our rational thinking, historical mind really likes to control things. It likes to tell us what to do. So in these images, these images are coming from that deep, wise gift from the gods place. They are not coming from your thinking head, but the thinking head may try to interfere. So the way you deal with that in this work, my suggestion is that you really keep your eyes on whatever image decides to show itself. So it may be an image and you think, oh, no, I shouldn't see that one. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> right? You want- Just let whatever comes, come. Yes. And not try to make it in any sense something different, a different time, a different person, nothing like that. Okay. And going along with that, these images are like thoroughbred champion racehorses. So you really want to give them their free reign so they can do what they came here to do. Okay? Okay. And finally, really important, we're going to do an image that has a mother and father in it. It's going to seem possibly like we're trying to talk about history or memory. We are not talking about history or memory. This is not about your childhood. This is about what's going on inside you, meaning each of you, right at this moment in relationship to the thing you just decided you want to experience something different on. Okay. Right. So it's going to seem like history. It's not. We're working with your consciousness here. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's start. So you all have the place you'd like to experience something different in. Now you can do this with your eyes open or closed. See your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in, from a time when you're still growing up. I'll say it again. See your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in, from a time when you're still growing up. And what you want to do is you want to look around and you want to let the image show itself to you. And you want to see in this specific image, where are they? And what are they doing? And how do you feel when you see them? Now, if in history one parent was gone or there was divorce or anything like that, don't worry about that. Just see who shows up, even if it doesn't make logical sense. Whatever it is, that's the image. So first you're spending some time seeing your parents in the house you think of as a home from a time when you're growing up, where are they? What are they doing? And how do you feel right now as you look at them? Okay. So should I say it or just think it? give me just one moment and then we'll come in. And some of you may not be as quick as Dawn. Some people are slower. Some people are fast. It has no bearing on anything. You just press pause and take as long as you need. So the other piece of it is, where are you? How old are you in this image? And what are you doing? And I'm going to add one more piece. So where are you? How old are you? What are you doing? And how are you feeling in the image? And then you may need to pause. Once you really get that, what you're doing and particularly what you're feeling, then notice, is that feeling that the young you is having right now, is it familiar? Is it familiar in your adult life when you're having difficulties particularly? 
Okay, Dawn, when you're ready, yeah. Okay. Now, one suggestion about how to share. So Dawn's image is going to be Dawn's image. It's going to be unique and very specific to her and this situation. That's why I picked this image out of thousands I could have given. And then we're going to potentially work with it a little bit more. So you may be seeing something else. So Dawn, while you're sharing it, please stay in the present tense so you're still looking at it. Okay. And that'll help you and it'll help us follow it. And for all of us, stay with what either what you're seeing or with what Dawn is seeing. All right, Dawn. So what are you seeing in the house first? Okay. It's the house I grew up in and my mom's in the kitchen. It's going to sound so stereotyped, but it's true. She's cooking. And my dad is just getting home from somewhere. Yeah. He's just moving around the house, doing things. Okay, good. Now... When you look at mom in the kitchen cooking, how do you feel? Happy. Happy? Yeah. Tell me just a little bit more. Just keep looking at her. See her? Yeah. She seems she seems content, but she seems concerned. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so when you see the content on her, how does that feel? It feels comfortable. It feels good. And when you see the concern, how does that feel? I'm curious about it. You're curious? Yeah. Okay. And curious in, uh, is it more of a negative or a positive feeling, the curiosity? Uh, a little bit of both. Both. Yeah. And how old are you? Not sure. A little, little, because I see myself playing with my brother who is four years younger than me. So I'm probably seven, eight, six, seven, eight, something like that. Okay. And now when you look at your father just getting home, doing his thing, moving around the house, how does the young you feel? He looks, he's moving around the house. He looks distracted. How do I feel looking at him? I feel happy yeah. and sad at the same time. But it's not like a deep okay. sadness, but yeah. What are you seeing? What is the young you seeing that makes you feel happy? Just that he's home. Yes, he's home. Yeah. And what are you seeing that makes you feel sad. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, I'm going to look at this with you, which is called co-consciousness. Now what I'm seeing isn't quote unquote, right. Okay. It's just what I'm seeing, but it may help you deepen Okay. what you're feeling, but it may not. So you don't have to accept it. I just want to show you what I'm also seeing as I'm looking, not what I think, but what I'm seeing. And that's what I encourage the listeners to do too. Okay, so I'm seeing your father. You said he was just getting home. He's moving around doing his thing. And I'm you. I'm looking through your eyes is what I mean by that. I'm playing with my little brother. And I see him and my heart feels glad. Like dad's mm -hmm. home. Or for me, it's daddy's home. Yes. I feel glad about that. And I feel like I just did a, a little sigh and I feel like things are complete because he's home. Right. Is that close to what you feel? Yes. Complete. Yes. Complete. Okay. So that's because I'm looking at your image. So I should be getting most of it. And he's, you know, okay, he's home, but he's distracted. I'm, he's not really seeing me yet. He's not ignoring me in a hostile way, but I just feel not as connected to him as I want to be, but yes, and I feel a little like my energy's drawing back a little, kind of like smaller away. Yes. My energy's drawing back. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, is that familiar to you? Yes. Do you want to say any more about it? No. The familiarity? Okay. So that's fine. So Dawn doesn't have to talk about things that she's not ready to or want to talk about in this situation. However, what I want you to all know and feel is that this image for Dawn in a personal way is very sensitive and tender. Is that fair to say, Dawn, in terms of what's right now coming up? Yes. Okay. So we're not going to push, we're not going to drag her through the mud, right? Okay. But Dawn is letting herself see and feel this because I can tell, right, Dawn? Yes. Okay. And that's all that matters. That's what matters. That's where the change is. Okay. So, and then I had asked you before, but we didn't get on the recording, how 
you feel when you show us what you're seeing with you and your younger brother and how you feel there. We're playing with his cars, making a traffic jam. (laughs) I don't know how I remembered that, but it was definitely the image. It's a very long hallway. And so you can make a really long traffic jam. So you're not really remembering it. You're looking at it, right? Although it sounds like something you did. I can remember it now, but I'm looking at all the cars and laughing about it. Very happy. Just silly. Being happy and silly. Happy and silly. Yes. All right. So the reason I was checking with Dawn about history is that we can tell that she's actually looking. And this is something they did. And it's coming back very full force with the happiness. Very happy and silly. Yes. Right? Okay. All right. Now, there's a couple of things we could do here, but I'm going to do one other eidetic image here to see if we can open this up a little bit for you and for everyone. And again, later I'll talk to all of you about what you can do personally about this because right now I'm working specifically with Dawn and her image. So Dawn, between when you look at your mother and when you look at your father through your young eyes, which image, which parent in the image pulls your attention more strongly in this moment? My mother. Mother. Okay. All right. So when you look at her, we're going to look at her a little longer through your young eyes. And I want you to tell us now what you're seeing and now what you're feeling. It may be the same. It may be different, but I'd like to know. She's still cooking, but she's using a wooden spoon and there's some steam coming out of the pot and she has her glasses on and She's happy. Yeah, still a little concerned. I don't that I, you know, I can feel it or see it on her face, but she's mostly happy. Okay. She's mostly happy. So she's kind of shifted a bit. Yeah. To less concerned and more happy, but still both there. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And how do you feel when you see the way she is now? I'm okay. All of it. The subtlety too. I'm okay. I'm still curious about why she's not hundred percent happy, but yeah. Okay. All right. Now, as you look at your mother, both happy and concerned, and you feel curious, now see that a cool wind comes down from the heavens, and it's a gift from the gods. And you see the wind swirling around the young you, and the young you actually feels the coolness. And now watch as out of you, number one, pops you, number two. Number one disappears. What does number two look like and what does number two do? I just see somebody dancing. I don't know. (laughs) Looks smiling and dancing. Okay. So you say somebody, this is you, number two. So describe number two. So how I look or? Yeah. The energy, look, anything. Smiling. Um, eyes are wide open. My hair is long, mm. a little bit tangled, mm. and dancing, like mm-hmm. kind of spinning in place. Yes. And the feeling of you, number two? It feels free. Free. Now, can you see through this number two's eyes, can you see your mother? Or is she gone? I don't really see my mother as much. But it's not disturbing that okay. I don't. I just, okay. I just don't. I see leaves. I maybe because I was thinking about wind, but I feel like I'm trying to pick up the leaves or something. Okay. All right. That's fine. Now keep watching you, number two, spinning, a little bit tangled, long hair, eyes wide open, smiling and dancing, and maybe with some leaves. And keep seeing the image and feeling what you feel. You don't have to push the feeling, but just stay with it for a few more seconds and let's see what you see and what you feel. So is it normal to be in a different place? So I feel like... Images can do whatever they want. I feel like I'm in the... I'm still in my old house, but I'm in the front yard. We had a pretty big, nice yard, I remember, but I haven't thought about these images in a long time. But it's where I can totally see the front yard that sometimes we play in. It had all these steps and... Yes. Yeah, and I just started digging. I'm just starting to dig. I don't. Okay. All right. Let's stay with this for a bit. Notice how the digging looks and how you feel digging. What's the energy of your digging? Pretty energetic, and I don't know what I'm trying to do. It's like I'm trying to find something. Mm-hmm. Just stay with it. Okay, and I'm yeah, I'm still digging, using a stick. I feel like I want to dig a deep hole, and I'm trying to find something. 
Okay. And notice how it's feeling to be digging the way you're digging. Um, feels okay. It's not too productive. It feels because I can't get too much of the dirt out, but. So let me check with this because when I'm looking, I'm feeling whether or not you're being very productive or not, I'm feeling and seeing a lot of energy in the digging. Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of energy put in. Yes. Like dedication. Yes. Very <laughs> Concentration. Okay. Yes. A lot of energy, dedication, concentration. Those are my words, but you're really agreeing? Yes. Okay. All right. And how does that feel to look through those eyes, number two's eyes, and notice how it feels, that energy, dedication, concentration? It feels great. It feels exhilarating. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And how do you feel in your adult body right now? I feel relaxed Mm -hmm. and I'm concentrating Mm -hmm. and... I feel okay. I'm not worried about the technology of my the internet at, at the house right now. So I, my mind is, yeah, I'm smiling. Okay. So your mind, smiling, happy, your mind is untangled from some things. Okay. All right. Good. Now I'm going to, there are so many different ways we could have gone here where I'm doing several of thousands of possibilities of what we could do, but let's try one last aspect. So we're going to use the filter technique. So you, What I'd like you to do is we're going to try two different images with the filter technique. So first, put the digging image in mind. So that means you want to put it in maybe 85% or so of your mind will be looking at it and feeling it. Okay. The other 15% or so, what I'd like you to do is see yourself wanting to put yourself out there for the other business. Okay. Let me put it a slightly different way. See in an image that you're wanting to put yourself out there. Okay. But at the same time, keep your digging image mostly in the back of your mind, the image, what you're seeing and what you're feeling, not just the feeling. Okay. And take your time to do that. And then when you're ready, tell us what you're seeing and feeling in the putting yourself out there image? Um, I feel like I'm more ready. It's weird. Like I see my brother somehow. I don't know, adult, in his adult form. Yeah. Maybe at an event. I don't know. But we're still pretty close and good yes. friends. Yeah, I see my brother there and I see myself Yes. going to an event. Like it's, it's a daytime event, but I don't know exactly where it is. And I still see myself a little afraid, but mm-hmm. I still see the digging at the same time. And it makes me feel determined. Yes. Yeah, determined. Yes. Now, good. You're really doing great. Keep watching. Keep. He's there. You see part of your mind is seeing yourself digging. And then keep watching yourself at this event and see what you look like and how you feel. Confident and um, wearing clothes that are comfortable that still look more professional. Yes. <laughs> I'm not in just gym clothes. Yes. And yeah, I see people and just determined. Yes. I'm proud of myself just for at least making this step. Yeah. Yes. You feel determined. I get the sense you're proud of yourself. And I get the sense that, correct me, please, if this is wrong, Don, but I get the sense that you're not just stopping at having gotten yourself there that you feel proud of, but you're still engaged. Yes. I'm engaged and I don't know a lot of the people, but it's okay. Yeah. How does that okay feel inside you? Peaceful. I'm still a little nervous, but peaceful. Like it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's good to connect, you know, to go to these events and to connect in person, not just online and with strangers. Like, yeah, it's not easy for me to circulate with a bunch of people I don't know, but this feels okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It feels okay. Yes. Now scan your adult body. What do you notice? Um, I feel good. Calm, happy, and I'm not worried about anything at this moment. Yeah. So All right. That was great. So I'm going to make a few comments. First of all, I was going to do a second image. Do you want to do a second one or do you want to leave it right here? Not the whole series, but just one piece about what we just did. Okay. Because you brought it here. 
your mind brought it in already. So I think we'll combine it here. So now see that you're at that event and your brother is there. Yes. And really, really let yourself see him there. Okay. And while you're at the event and take in what he looks like, what it feels like to see him there like that and see what then when you have part of yourself connecting to him, what happens? Well, I see that he's there. He looks like he does now. He's with with my sister-in-law. He's with his wife. And yeah, she's getting food or something, but he's there and he's just, I don't know, it looks like he's just there to encourage me or I don't know what he's doing because he's not even sure why he's at the event, but he's there and... um, don't worry about that part. Just see okay. that he's he's just smiling and he just looks like encouraging and he's waiting for my sister-in-law to get back with, with some food and so they can eat, you know, some appetizers and mm-hmm. yeah, smiling. I feel it's like a security that I'm not alone, I guess. Yeah. Because they're there. Now when you see him there and it's security now, keep watching what happens to you in the event and how you feel with other people just being there, whatever. I'm chatting with people that I'm, you know, introducing myself to people I've never met. And yeah, I just see myself talking to people and giving them business cards or exchanging numbers. Yeah. Well, don't take us, just really check. Yeah. Talking to a lot of different people. And what's your energy like in the image when you're talking? It's good energy. It's determined. It's determined. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you most aware of in your body right now? Like a feeling? Yeah. Uh huh. I have an, I have an itch on my head. <laughs> That's what I most, <laughs> but other than that, I feel, yeah, calm. Okay. Calm and okay. Yeah. I want to stretch a little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can I talk a little about this? Yes. Yeah. I really like that. Okay. You want to talk about your part of it first? No, you can't. either way is fine. No, okay, because I know people are going to want to hear from you yeah. too. Oh, okay, sure. About this. Okay. All right, here we go. So, what I wanted to talk about here is a little bit of understanding of what we did. So we started out with what Dawn wanted to experience a difference in or at least to understand how she was stopping herself, which is what I really want for each of you. And what she talked about was having the confidence to put herself out there for her other business and stop playing herself down in her own head. So in the house image, we see, and the house image, as I mentioned, is one of thousands of eidetic images. It's a great one to pinpoint where a person is stuck, but even better where the resources are. So we see mother content, but also concerned. That's how Dawn feels as a six to eight-year-old. And we see father home. Yay, just getting home. And it feels really good to see him. But he's also moving around, doing things. And the sense is, as Dawn agreed with me, that as the young self is kind of pulling back. Now, that's really important because in both of these images, you can feel the pulling back or the concern coupled with the desire. So you can really feel what we all do, every human being does and experiences is where our mind is divided against ourselves. And then we had the third image really, which was with brother and having so much fun and laughing and being silly, playing in the hallway with the traffic jam with the cars. And there you can really see, literally see in the image how happy and free Dawn is. So then we went into the wind coming down and cooling off Dawn, which is another eidetic image, which cools down the heat of history. And Dawn immediately emerged as smiling and dancing, eyes wide open, hair and long and a little bit tangled and spinning in place. And then she does something really interesting. She starts to energetically dig. And she kept saying that she didn't know what she was digging for, but that doesn't matter. What mattered was, was how she was feeling as she was digging. And if you were watching her image, you could see she was digging with abandon. There was energy and desire. And what we talked about was dedication and concentration with a lot of energy. And she said she was feeling great and exhilarated and relaxed 
and not worried, and her mind felt free. So we know that these are fantastic attributes and resources and potentials that are in Dawn, but weren't coming through fully when mom is a bit concerned and dad is there but distracted and not so present yet. So you can see that dawn starts to emerge here. We have a dawn that's energetic, dedicated, concentrating, and moving forward. So this is a a real part. What you get to see in these images is the real you without the crust of your history. So then the important thing about all this work is so the so what of it. And the so what of it is so let's see how we can use what's coming through here just as a beginning, just as a podcast experience about how this relates to what Dawn wants, which is to put herself out more confidently in the other business. So I had her mostly watch the image of digging at the same time as she saw herself in an image at an event. And what came through was a good, calm, not worried, chatting, even though she's introverted, chatting with people she's never met and feeling quite determined and calm. Now, this is an aspect that's really important for Dawn, for you, for any of us, but for Dawn to experience in order to be able to feel the confidence of going out there. And what we see is the confidence is naturally there. And by going through this short pieces of images, even though it's a podcast and Dawn is still being the host while she's doing all this, (laughs) she contacts this part of herself that actually feels confident and good and determined, even though she's still an introvert. And then we added brother, who is like the icing on the cake. And with brother there, it adds to it even more. It adds to Dawn's ability to connect to the natural, organic confidence and determination, not to be someone who's extroverted, but to be herself, but still be connecting to people, which is what she wants, but the fears and the concerns and the introversion can get in the way. And then of course we get distracted and we go do something else. And it's another year before we've gone out and done what we want to do for our business. Absolutely. I have an easy time connecting with people that I've met before or, or friends, you know, but yeah, the, the brand new people, that's when I, I'll definitely go in my shell, but I didn't feel that when I was doing the exercise. I didn't feel like I was in my shell. I felt fine. Yes, and we know it's not a fantasy. Eidetic images are not fantasies because you could really see if you were following along by watching, you could see that Dawn was still herself, but she had that digging image confidence that was really serving her and helping you, Dawn, to be able to be with yourself, but also be with people and not have the concern be stronger than the connection. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't even feel worried about it. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and enjoying it. Yeah. What would you like to say about your experience beyond what you've already said? Anything you want to say to your people about it or to me? Well, to you, thank you. It was, I really enjoyed it. It was eye-opening and I just went into it. I'd never heard of eidetics before today and well, before, you know, I read about it last night. And your bio, but to everybody out there, yeah, you should try this because I feel a little better about the, the next event I'll go to. If I go to an event in another, it's probably in another town and I won't know anyone, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's the kind of thing I expect with my private clients and my mastermind clients is that it's not a question of trying to remember how good you felt in the image. We look at these images in different ways very, very, very deeply. And in doing that, a person gets reconnected and reconnected and reconnected deeply back to the person they came in as and back to the naturally, organically more confident person that can be in the world and do what you came here to do. So that's how the process works. Can I give people an idea of how to get more of an experience for themselves? Absolutely. Okay. So I really know that you all had different experiences here. And because every eidetic image is unique and every person is unique and what you need is different from each other. 
So if you want to learn a little bit more about what to do when the mind is going in one way, but we want to be going in another direction, Mm -hmm. usually the opposite. And if you also, for those of you who do spiritual practices Mm -hmm. and you notice that you feel one way in your practice, but then it doesn't really spill over fully into the rest of life and you find yourself doing things like getting terribly irritated or angry or frustrated or not doing what you're here to do and it just doesn't fit with your spiritual practice, then I have a gift to download that you can do of a document I created. It's at www.myspiritualmanifesto.com. And it's really easy to read. There's stories in it about how people want to go one way and yet they find themselves going the complete opposite and generally acting just like the parent they most not want to act like they Mm -hmm. want to act the opposite and they find themselves going in the same direction. It'll give you an opportunity to have this eidetic experience that Dawn and I had for yourself more deeply and just more uniquely virtually. And it'll also show you how to connect with me. So you can, again, it's at my spiritual manifesto.com and it'll walk you through the different resources that are there. You'll get to understand a little bit more about your own image, whether it was positive or negative or mixed like Dawn's was. And it's a great understanding, a way of looking at how we interfere with our own desires. Absolutely. So myspiritualmanifesto.com and you can download it there. And now I had a question and when you're connecting to your younger self, can eidetics help you feel younger because you're connecting to your inner child or you're seeing your, your childhood self? Can it make you like a channel that youthful energy again, no matter what age you are? That's really the whole thing right there, Dawn, is that as you spend time doing the work, as you spend time with these images that are coming from deep inside you, it brings back not just the idea of, but literally those aspects of you. So for you, for example, if we were to do work together, what I would fully expect was that you would organically feel more and more confident, energetic, and less of a divided mind. So happy and concerned, just for a start. Now, how that affects us is real change shows on a person's face and body. It has to, because we're not separate from ourselves. We're, it's mind-body without the hyphen, as Dr. Asen used to say, the founder of this work, Eidetics. It's mind-body without the hyphen. So of course, if you're going to really spend time deeply with these images, which are not fantasy, as you could see yourself, they're actually the mind showing you something, you'll start to feel and look and seem different. A lot of my clients call it a cosmic facelift. I mean, you literally start to shine because the things that are so contracted in us start to open. So thank you, Wendy. I really enjoyed the experience. I went into it not knowing what to expect at all. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like Reiki or, you know, and neuro-linguistic programming. I wasn't sure at all. So I was pleasantly, I wouldn't say surprised. I really liked it. Do you want to say a word to your people about what you like just so people can understand because it is so different? You don't need to, but it might be useful to people. Sure. What I really liked, I liked that I could, you know, that going back to your original house and just seeing an image, but not trying to remember from history, just seeing whatever image was in your mind at that time. So you don't have to just, it's not like the typical kind of when you get psychotherapy and they say, tell me about your mother and father. It's not about like a historical rendition of it, even though it is a historical picture. It's a picture that you have in your mind right now. So to be honest, for mine, it was like, I don't think that image exactly existed. Yeah. All of it. I do remember playing with my brother cars and I do remember my mom cooking, but not all at the same time. Yes. You know, so the fact that you can get an image of something from the past, that's not having to recall much. It's just whatever comes in your head. Yes. And when the cold wind came down and I would the digging, 
it was incredible because I didn't really even have to think. I could just see that that's yes. what I was doing and I don't know where it came from. And it was, it was really helpful. That was really interesting. That's a great, powerful part of you, Dawn. Yeah. But I would encourage other people to do this. I'd like to try more of this. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that people contact is things like their original enthusiasm or their natural eagerness, which for so many people has gotten kind of beaten out of us and has become snuffed out, if you will. It's become so muffled that to feel eager or enthusiastic doesn't even feel familiar for some people anymore. Yes, they're still doing things, but mostly it's the anxiety or the concern or the worry or what's next that is so much stronger that the natural states like just two examples, eagerness and enthusiasm are hard to contact. And so one of my clients recently said, eager's part of my repertoire again. It's She has access to it naturally, which changes everything. Like your, like the way your enthusiasm and your, or your directedness and your confidence and the energy with which you are digging, that's the energy in your body. Okay. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. That's why you were feeling it. And that's another reason why, you know, you said it was familiar, but not familiar, the house image. Because as I said, and as you know, we're not dealing with history. We're dealing with your consciousness. Your consciousness has those different aspects. It has the double aspect with each parent. It has the more reticence that we could see with father. And then it has the pure joy with your brother. All of those things are in you. And there's a lot underneath the reticence. And that's what we started to get to. I enjoyed it. And thank you so much for being a guest on A Teaspoon of Healing. You're so welcome. This is my pleasure. It's not an easy thing to be a podcast host and be vulnerable. (laughs) And then you did a great job. And so people can contact you. They can find you at myspiritualmanifesto.com. Is that? That's the best way. Yeah. Okay. And that's where they can get in contact you. So if they want to have a session with you, they can contact you there after reading. There's different ways to talk about working together. Absolutely. Okay. And is there anything you wanted to share with our listeners before we sign off? The thing that I share that I think is the most meaningful on everything that we did is actually your unique house. I'm speaking to each of you now, your unique house image. If you will really go into that, either through the recording or through the links at myspiritualmanifesto.com, you'll see a really, really honest look at what's going on that's stopping you from going where you want to go. Very, very real. And it also has the places where you can move through that. But that's what I really want to leave you with. You're not stuck with it. And you're also not stuck with trying to make yourself think or feel differently. Because as we really all know, that's not powerful enough. No, it isn't. And that's wonderful. And thank you so much again for being on the show and for guiding me through the exercise and guiding the listeners through their own personal version of the exercise. And I wish you the best of luck um, spreading this around. More people should be able to do this, to be able to have experience of it like we had today. Thank you, Don. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. You can click on contact and I'll get back to you. While you're on my site, you can listen to previous episodes, download transcripts and show notes, and read my blog. And stay tuned for lots of website updates coming soon. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein.
Hey there, this is Sean. And this is Frank Jag from Sensibly Cynical. And you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher application. Or just be real, you can just Google our name, Sensibly Cynical. That too. <laughs>